Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living series. This is your starter pack for 2023. My name is Bernard Avile. This month, we're trying to help you to set off well. And the week's focus is on professional priorities for 2023. This morning, our topic is personal development for career growth. And my guest is a growth partner for both individuals and corporations. She's been on the platform before, and she's happy to be here again. Great to have you, Mami Okiwagrezi. Thank you, Bernard. I like your characterization, a growth partner. Yes. <laughs> why is that important? Why is, it a part- why is growth a partnership? You're not yeah. a growth trainer. You're a good partner. No. So the partnership is supposed to give responsibility and accountability to mm. the growth target or individual that is looking to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, for organizations, the partnership in- encourages them to be responsible as well mm-hmm. and also be accountable for their own um, take on the on the process. And it's a journey. Mm. It's not a one-off thing. Training happens. We do some reviews. But for growth, it's an everyday process. I like yeah. that. So... Personal development for career or yeah for career growth. Mm. Why is this topic even important? Wow. Yes, so all of us have, I'm sure that other speakers here have spoken about how the world of work has changed, Mm -hmm. our economies are rolling off the edge, different things are happening. And a lot of the times when these things are happening, we take it for granted that what we knew yesterday, last year, 10 years ago, will still be relevant to sail us through for the next. It doesn't work like that. So we, we talk about career development based on your personal development because if you do not develop and grow, you will fall off the radar. You will die in the world of relevance. Mm-hmm. Your relevance will shrink and you could die. And we've seen it happen to individuals. We've seen it happen to corporations. We've seen products that were the biggest thing 10 years ago mm-hmm. and now they're nowhere to be found. Mm. So to stay relevant, you need to personally grow to develop your career. I notice you have some two powerful growth experts quoted. Yes. Steve Covey says, be patient with yourself. Mm. Self-growth is tender. Mm. It's holy ground. There's no greater investment. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Tracy also says, personal development is your springboard to personal excellence. Yeah. And it, it, it adds a, a few more things. Yeah. Now, you're saying the world is changing. Yes. The workplace is changing. And is this also the economy? Is, is this running from the economy that's changing and the way the global system works? Yeah, so the context really is that we have moved from when we used to do paper, even from just computer, to a highly digitized world. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that any leader that takes over an office, an entity, or a country wants to talk about digitization. It's almost as if you can do anything without it. Mm-hmm. So we live in a digital era. Mm-hmm. Everything is digitized. AI, cloud computing, big data, collection analysis, making stories out of these things are big. So that in itself has changed the way we view ourselves and career and individual jobs that come together to deliver results. Mm. So for you as an individual, if you're looking at your career development and you're only thinking of yourself as a finance expert, Mm -hmm. a human resource professional, a marketer, and you're not looking at the world through the lenses of digitization, you will not be relevant. Again, the new workplace is no longer this block that's a sudden there and we drive in and out at a particular time. So you clock in, you clock out. Many roles have changed. People are working from beaches, people Mm. are working from their bedrooms, and we saw a lot of that even more prominently during and post-COVID, right? 
Now, um, the new generations are also looking a lot more at not being fixated or um, just focusing on one employer for life. Yeah. Our parents used to do that. I remember when I had to change jobs at some point and my dad called and said, oh, but mommy, you're doing well and you're getting enough promotions and you tell me the salary is great. And I said, that is not just about that. Yeah. You know, the world of work, even then, had shifted from staying in one place for 15, 20 years to looking at what serves me and what serves the employer. So if I feel my relevance at that time is not great, I want to change. Yeah. So the whole gig economy where... I deliver a job, I move on, your comeback is based on the quality of delivery or the recommendations I get is what's happening now. Mm. Again, the world economies are changing. We are mm. talking about our own here in Ghana. The West is no exception. Everything is turning upside down. And, and really, if you don't look at yourself in that context, it means that you're living in denial. You know what's interesting about what you said? Mm. So I remember when I left university and I wanted to work in media, I had a mentor who was born in the 60s. Yeah. And then he was like, ah. But when I'm going to get a proper job, because <laughs> in his view, media wasn't a proper job. Mm. Okay, so you can tell us the difference between the way somebody born in the 80s perceived economics first class mm. media versus mm. going to work in a bank. Mm. Where, go, go, go and work at Bank of Ghana. Yes. Right? But even with me and people I hire, so, so yes, so I see media as a viable job, mm -hmm. as against a, a simple, straight-jacketed bank job. Yeah. But guess what? People who were born 10 years after me, mm -hmm. they want to work for you, but work, they do their own thing. Yes. So the, the, the role model, so my role models were people who work in the long term, Larry King. Yeah. He works in the media for 30 years, the yeah. great guy. These guys are like, you know what? I have my own YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I want to do my own thing. I want to come to work for three hours a day. I'm like, Charlie, you are not serious. <laughs> like, no. I have my own studio in my oh, house. So house. why do you want me to come and sit here? So it's almost like every generation, the way the world of work is perceived changes and the yes. skills also change, right? Yes. So the Gen Xs, that's like 65 to about 79, mm -hmm. viewed work more stoically. They go for a, a role, they climb through the ladder, they get the promotions, they get the big incentives that came with mm -hmm. it, and they were happy. Stable job, stable mm -hmm. family, stable career, okay. happy person. Mm -hmm. Then the 80s to 94, so that's where Bernard is falling. So mm -hmm. the Gen Ys and the millennials, mm -hmm. they are looking at how can I serve my own purpose as well as that of the larger community. Mm -hmm. So these people are looking at working, yes, a bit of a longer term, not too long. So mid-term, they change roles, they do other things, but they're still focused on the primary role. Guess what? The Gen Zs, mm -hmm. <laughs> the 95 to 2012 babies, they are looking at work like, um, this is a gig. I get employed, but it's a gig. Mm -hmm. I need to move and do something more. And this is where the whole entrepreneurial conversation became rife. And <clears throat> I even say that sometimes they over glorify it. Yeah. You know, they think that if you don't do anything on the side, then you're not serious. Um, the gen um, alpha, so the generation alpha 2013 and by 2025, that generation would also be done. They are the ones that we are raising. The millennials are raising those generation. And they wake up, they want to read a book, but they also want to watch it. Mm -hmm. They want to listen to it. They are the ones that are asking, um, why can't I do this? Mm. Why can't I not go to school today? Mm -hmm. So they are the ones that are challenging the start of school. And, and every generation comes with its own view and its own reaction to the place of work. And I tell you, the generational conversations become even more important when you are in a bigger corporation where you have all the generations 
working together. Okay. So all these, based on the generation you are born in, you would realize that your reaction, your attitude, and your own visibility in the career space changes. Mm. People are no longer excited about getting one role and sudden in the same employment for life, no. This is the Effective Living series, and it's our third week. We're focused on professional priorities for 2023. My guest, Mami Yukuagezi, and our topic today is personal development for career advancement or career growth. And she's given us the why. She's sort of touched on the what. All right. I think we need to talk about the, the, the how. Yeah. So what kind of skills do I need? How do I grow myself. So mm. what do you want to tell us? Sure. So the relevant skills in the place of work have also transitioned. In mm -hmm. the past, it was great if you got your first degree. Some even started mm -hmm. from diploma, do PA, um, 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 HND. They do their first degree. They do their master's. By the time they're 50, they're still doing their master's. Um, this has moved. Mm. The relevant skills that employers are looking for, that organizations are placing value on, are not necessarily the paper certificates. They're looking at how well you communicate Mm. And communication is not about how fluently or fast you speak. It's about how you can actively listen. Listening has become such an important part of communication because there's so much noise and the pace in the world is so fast that if you get somebody who can listen to decipher and filter through the relevance, you get the person move ahead of the pack. We are talking about people who are able to and resolve conflicts properly. So conflict resolution has become a big deal. There's a lot of confusion about the what and the how things are being done. Mm -hmm. And in the workplace, when you have multiple generations, you're looking at individuals who are better able to talk across generations. And so when you have a leader or an employee on mm -hmm. your team who is able to pull everybody around and have conversations without hurting people's feelings, you realize that the person is better able to advance more quickly. Writing skills, you don't just come mm. and write. Mm. And you'll be shocked how many people will go to the workplace and can't even put together a simple email. But these are relevant, not just writing emails, but how to um, filter through research findings to make sound judgment out of it. Presentation skills. And now it's no longer always in the boardroom where you dress, wear your suit, wear your nice shoes and walk in and confidently deliver. How are you able to deliver a Zoom session? a Google team session. How do you talk to people who are miles away, thousands of miles away, and still carry the same message across? Um, another skill that is becoming very relevant is agility. But agility. in addition to that, I want mm. to add adaptability. Okay. So you're looking at agility and adaptability because we are in a constant change environment. Okay. How well are you able to adapt to the changes that are coming up, the newness? Oh, I was born in the 1970s. I don't care about all this new technology. Everybody will leave you behind. So um, if you're not agile and not in the pure... Um, project management space, but agile as in being quick to adapt and move ahead of the pack. You will not find yourself growing. We have um, conversations about problems and people talk about problem solving. I have moved on. Mm. Bernard, the workplace is looking for people who can actually create the problem and analytically think through and procure the solutions for them because that's how you make money. So people come and sell you a problem you didn't think you had, and they give you a solution, and you pay them for it. So problem creation wow. is now a skill. Problem creation? Yes. 
Hey. It's moved beyond problem solving. You <laughs> need to wild. create the problem because it makes you solution oriented. Yeah. You're not thinking about the problem. You're not quick to think about the solution. Mm. We're also looking at people who are able to not only work in silos mm. or specialized areas, mm -hmm. but are able to collaborate. Mm -hmm. So you want people who can teamwork, mm -hmm. but not just teamwork, but use their skill around people and stakeholder management to mm. bring about solution. Wow. The next thing is about strategic thinking. You know, when you're thinking about strategy, you only see this document that is spawning a period of three to five years. Mm -hmm. But no, strategy has moved on to even the quick wins that you want to make on the go. So how curious are you in your environment? Are you asking enough questions? Are you observing a lot? Are you thinking about how productive your resources are giving you? You've bought cameras, you've bought microphones. Are you really working out to see your return on those capital that you have procured. We're also looking at people who are able to bring all these skills together mm. to sit with individuals and actually lead them. Collaboration. Yes. I'll say something. So you haven't said anything about being a wizard at Excel mm. programming. You've not mentioned too many technical skills. And no. I, I always tell when I went to do my MBA, the most important thing I learned was how to work with people I didn't like. Because you had all these people in the spectrum, they were red. Decision makers, very yeah. driven, and they put you in a group and say, solve a problem. And I'm like, yeah. why do you want me to work with these guys? I don't like these guys. Why do you want me to work with these guys? You know? And for a whole year, everything has been a syndicate group. Now, I don't remember any notes I learned. But what I remember is that you don't need to like somebody to learn from the person. No. And actually, you learn more from people you don't like than people you like. Yes. So if you ask me what I learned in my MBA, I'll say it was getting along with people to mm -hmm. achieve results. So when you talk about collaboration and teamwork, yeah. It's such an understated skill. It wasn't yes. even a course. No. But that's probably the most important thing I took from that program. Exactly. Mm. And you know now, um, <clears throat> a lot of the skill assessment is on the so-called soft skills. Mm. It's mm. not so much about the how-to because we, we can figure that out, right? Mm. We can test that. We can train you on that. Mm. But we want to be able to see individuals that are able to exhibit those mm. skills beyond just having um, a degree in accounting mm. or economics. Mm. Yeah. So I, I like some of the things. So communication skills, listening, mm. conflict resolution, writing, adaptability and agi agility. I like mm. that as well. Mm. Problem creation. This is really wild. So <laughs> like... Put on your CV and create problems. Like, hey, and solve them. No, what are your top skills? I can create problems and solve them. Yeah. Like, what, why do I need that? But she's explained it. Yeah. Collaboration, which is understated but very important, mm -hmm. and then strategic thinking. We are still on effective living series, and we're talking to Amiyaku Agezi. So I think you've given us a lot of the what's now. Yeah. Now, so how do I begin a process of? getting all these skills i know myself i'm not doing that well what mm. do i do how do i move on to the next level can you help us sure so we want to help you to know yourself what mm. i call know thyself so there's a whole program that we deliver on that um helping people set their own personal vision so you come to city as a company there's a vision statement you have your mission you have values that you work with but you bernard do mm. you have your personal vision Mm -hmm. What is your mission? Why do you exist? Why are you here? And knowing that is understanding your purpose. Do you have your personal values? What are you known for? You must be known for something. You call somebody's name, oh, this person will deliver excellent work, but not exactly on time. You, you speak with somebody. I mean, you've heard people talk about people, and they will say something, and you're like, um, I'd have to check that. 
because I know this person has high integrity. You know, so you must be known for something. And, and sometimes very uncomfortable, but you must stand for <coughs> something or you fall for everything. Mm -hmm. You need as a person, and again, organizations do that very well, and they've been doing that over years. But as an individual looking to grow your career, you need to do your personal SWOT. Have you ever sat down to do your four quadrants and figured, what am I great at? I sit here, there are things that Bernada can do. I know I have the skills. But I will not like to do them because they don't feed my energy. Mm. You were talking about red and blue and yellow and mm -hmm. green. Those kinds of assessments are important because it tells me that I'll spend too much of myself to deliver a particular task. Why don't I move it on to the next team member? Because mm -hmm. they're better at it and they get better results quicker. Mm. And they are excited to do it. I may be able to have the competence, but it's not something I'll do excitedly. Mm. You know. So doing your SWOT analysis helps you to find your strengths. And I come from the place where I say focus on your strengths, okay. really. Yes, work on your development areas, your weakness, take, take charge of yourself, but don't ever focus on that because then it, it breeds a lot of negative energy. So what feeds my energy? Yes. I, I like that because yeah. I was going to say, why don't you do the things you don't like so you grow? Mm -hmm. But I think the higher you go, the fewer things you do. So you can get people in your team to help you in areas you are weak where... You do more high-value energy things. Yes. So I, I take the point. Yeah. I take the point. So this is still in terms of doing the SWOT and knowing yourself. Exactly. All right? Exactly. And then in terms of career goals and things, coaches and things, where mm. do they come in? Yeah. Because when you tell people know yourself, it's like, dude, I am, yeah, I'm 41 years old. I'm a man. I'm from Georgia. But yeah, what else do I need to know? You know, so do, don't I need help there? You do. You do because uh, we're talking about the energy. And for those who don't understand, so we have energies and, and psychologists have colored, color coded them. Mm -hmm. So you have um, people who have assessment tools and there are so many of them on the market. They'll tell you about 80% rate, 20% this, you know. So that combination in itself will tell you what you naturally tended to do. Mm. And if you do know that, Bernard, it helps you sit with a coach and be able to have conversations very openly. You know, if you walked to me and um, started talking about your career goals, I'll ask you, if you have more than three, that's a problem already. Mm. You state your career goals and I'll ask you, what can you close your eyes in bed, be woken up without thinking, do? Mm -hmm. You must be able to tell me the things that you can just zap and you are going. You must be able to tell me that. Now, if you did that, you also want to research on the areas that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. You know, people just finish school, and especially in a part of the world where jobs are difficult to come by, mm -hmm. Charlie is about getting a pay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anything that will give me a salary is great, mm -hmm. and it can be very challenging. Mm. But you need to research in the areas you want to set your career in, and the careers are not straight line. Mm -hmm. We've already said that different generations are making the workplace look different. So you might have started off in marketing. Before you know you are coding, and you are... Are we behind oh, Before, you know, we, you are coding and, and then you are, you are doing something else. You could even grow into becoming a coach, mm -hmm. you know. So it's not a straightjacketed thing. Mm. Um, but invest in coaching, Bernard. I keep telling people it's not just about the money but about your intentionality. It comes with the investment of your money and time. But invest in Investing getting coaching. coach. Mm. Yeah. So... We are still on the how-tos, right? Yeah. So what about continuous learning? I never post, I want to go to school, I want to go and do a project <laughs> management course, 
how do you know what area you even want to learn mm. and what are some of the courses a person can do to just add value to themselves okay. as we wrap up? Yeah, sure. So once you are figuring out what your career goals are, what I would like to encourage people to do is to not focus so much about getting those paper certificates. There are professional competence-based training that are paying a lot more than getting, I'm not saying degrees and masters are not great. I have them. But you need to focus on making sure that when you're out of school, mm -hmm. there's something that you can apply and be able to deliver and um, add value to wherever you find yourself. Mm. Mm. So in conclusion, what are some of the key highlights you want to repeat for us as we Great. move on? Right. I want to encourage people, when you want to advance in your career, find your own rhythm. Mm. Okay? Mm. Focus and keep learning. Mm. Do not give up on learning. Mm. Learning is a journey. It's continuous. Work on your attitude. Mm. The workplace could do with better and more positive-minded people. And find and actively engage accountability, accountability partners. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Mm. And obviously, you can get a mentor as well. That's yes. in the slide. Hopefully, we'll bring it back. The point of these programs is not to give you like a thousand things to write down. If you have ten things that you can remember and apply, it's better. I've always said that. It's not just the willingness to learn, but the commitment to apply. So don't just be a learner. In fact, the Bible says there are some people who are ever learning, but they never come to the knowledge of the truth. So to know something is beyond learning. It's actually to apply it. If you can't apply it, you don't know it. So these programs are not just to be bombarding with information. A lot of the things uh, our guests are saying are things they actually practice. Yeah. So a, a, a week of practice is better than a year of theory. So please pick some of the top threes. I've picked mine. Clearly, being able to create a problem and solve it is big for me because companies need to know yeah. where they are hurting and having that mindset is critical. And of course, working with people, always a great thing to do. Yeah. Thank you, Mami Akua. How can we get in touch with you? I'm sure there are people who want to know. Yes, yeah, so you out. go online, yeah. look for Mami Akua Gezi or The Mami Gezi okay. and you're sure to find me. You are The Mami Gezi? Yeah, The Mami Gezi. And The Akua is E? E-K-U-A. Amazing. Okay. She is a growth partner yeah. for your individual and corporate entities. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching another episode of the Effective Living series. We'll be back with more. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.